DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're joined now by Gary Anderson, Utah State football coach. Gary, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we doing? Doing well. So you're back at it, and I'm curious now. Uh, you mentioned uh, on Talking Sports Sunday night, 50 guys in the program. It's a heck of a number, and it's been talked about. How long did it take you before you actually knew everybody's name and you weren't greeting with, Hey, big guy. Hey, dude. What's up, man? When did you actually know everybody's name? I'm giving you credit. I assume by now you do. Yeah, we got them pretty good now, but it uh, takes a little time, obviously. Uh, I don't have a number for you, but uh, we try to try to learn those names as quickly as we can, but uh, we're, we're in a good spot there. So, And the uh, 50 new kids are grinding because they've got a, a core of veterans that allowed them to come in and, and feel very comfortable. So it's uh, it's been good. So... Gary, you guys put out a depth chart over the uh, weekend, and, you know, they usually, and you guys did it too, you put in bold the returning starters, and you look at your offense, and you only got two guys who are bold, and that's at uh, Edwards and obviously Jordan Love. <clears throat> but as I look deeper at the offense, you know, Scarver's got some playing time, and obviously Gerald Bright, Chelsea Mariner play down at Utah, Caleb Rep play down at Utah. In, in my mind, it's not as barren as only two restart starters returning. You do have some experience, so I don't expect it to be that bleak. How would you respond to that? Agreed. You know, there's, it's awesome when you have some young men that have played, and if they've played in college football games, that's a, that's a big part of it. And, and you know, and even some of those the young offensive linemen, yeah, there's four new starters in there. Um, but at the very beginning of this thing back in January, we made that decision to say we're going to believe in these guys and we're going to go with them and away we go. And they did get a little bit of time last year. You know, it was it was game was out of hand or what have you, but you still played. And so uh, you're right, though, with Caleb and COC, it's uh, no different for them. They're getting ready to play a football game. And um, I feel I feel good about it. You know, even like Jalen Warren. I mean, Jalen Warren's played at a high level of J.C. football and, um, you know, he'll walk in there and him and G. Bright will be the one-two punch mainly as we go through it. And, you know, Riley's done the same thing at the running back position. So I completely agree with you. It's not as uh, it's not just two returning starters. And I would expect those many of those kids to handle themselves like it's not their first, you know, big-time college football game. As a longtime defensive coordinator, though, you know how you would attack an offensive line that had limited experience and, and more importantly, maybe limited experience together. So is that one of the main concerns going into the opener? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. When you have uh, four new guys in that spot and kind of how are they going to dictate, what are they going to try to come after those guys? And, you know, that's uh, the great thing behind that is, you know, Jordan's back there and Jordan has the ability to get the ball to his receivers. And I expect the receiving core to play at a high level. Um, I really do. And they need to make sure that they're getting where they need to be to get the ball in their hands and uh, get the ball out quick. And, you know, but you sit there and say, you know, what? we're not, not going to sit back and say we're a football team that's going to, you know, seven-step drop and have to protect for four seconds. I mean, that's not the, that's not the goal of many fast-paced offenses, and it surely is not our, our goal. Um, we need to run the ball effectively, and that's, that's going to be the big challenge. It's a big physical front. Wake Forest has. They're good. They're good up front. They're physical. they got linebackers that can run. You know, our ability to be able to run the football is going to be a key part of the game. Yeah, with that in mind, you mentioned Jalen Warren to J.C. transfer. I'm wondering, though, as far as the amount of carries, are you going to lean on Bright? Is Bright going to be your guy, or are you going to mix it up? Oh, we're going to mix it up, and that's it, always been our, our philosophy. But, you know, G. Bright's going to go in there, and he's uh, he's a starting running back. Um, Jalen's a 
you know, our starting B running back, I guess you would say, and or one A, however you want to put it. Uh, but they're both uh, they're both going to get a ton of reps. And I just, when we've ever been at our best, we've had quite frankly three running backs that have been involved highly in the uh, in the run game. Uh, and highly effective in the offense, and that will be our mindset again is to get uh, two and even three of those guys involved. And I think G. Bright's excited about that. In fact, I know he is, and I know the other the other backs are going to be in there complimenting him as he goes through um, are excited about the opportunities that they'll get. Gary Anderson, Utah State football coach, joining us. Uh, obviously, you've had plenty of time to watch a lot of Wake Forest film from last year. They sent their best receiver, Greg Dortch, off to the NFL. Uh, he's with the Jets, but they got a 1,000-yard back. Back and they got a young quarterback they've invested in. So how much do you feel like you got a good handle on what they're going to do? Well, I think we have a good handle on what they're going to do. Um, you know, they've they've been together. The offensive coordinator's been there for a while and uh, has done a nice job. You know, they they want to be balanced. They want to run the quarterback as needed. They do a nice job of creating gaps within the run game. Um, a lot of different polars, a lot of different scenarios and situations that cause linebackers to potentially be conflicted and safeties to be conflicted in the coverage and gap schemes. So, um, you know, that's not going to change. I don't expect that's going to change. Um, they're, they're, they're a smart football team. They're well coached. Uh, the quarterback does a nice job of making plays, and he did that last year in those last few games for them and gave them an opportunity to win, you know, three of the last four and win the bowl game. And, and he was a huge part of that big, strong, physical kid, um, loves to run the ball, loves contact. It's obvious to see he's he's not a quarterback that says, I don't like to, you know, run run around and um, not worry about getting tackled, not worried about taking guys on, and, and throws a very nice deep ball um, in critical situations that allowed them to win a couple of those games. So we've got a good team in front of us, an offensive line that, uh, you know, three new starters, but uh, they got one young man back that – was a great player for him two years ago and uh, had an injury, but has hopped himself back in there, and uh, he's a really good player, and he'll play left tackle for him. Yeah, that quarterback you speak of, you know, they started Sam Hartman early, and then he broke his leg in the ninth game, and so the Newman comes in, 6'4", 235, and then they go on and win three of their last floor, including the bowl game against Memphis, uh, 37-34. As you look at them, was Newman the difference in being able to finish strong? Oh, I think he was a key factor. I don't know if he was the difference. You know, they played great team football and had belief and some toughness down the stretch. I mean, Duke, they fell, uh, or excuse me, Memphis in the bowl game, they fell down uh, 28-10. Um, a lot of things didn't go their way, and they just kept fighting and battling. And the end of the game was the same way in the bowl game. The offense went down the field and made a couple nice plays, but had a nice drive, scored a touchdown, and the defense had to come back and stop Memphis from scoring again. So they just they, they, they played good good team football down the stretch and gave them opportunity to win and you know duke's a good football team uh that game was never close uh, 59 to 7 or whatever the final score was of that and you know then they go in north carolina state so it's, it's uh this is a good football team and they've got some mojo they've turned their program around and they're headed to where they want to go and uh you know feel very good about uh, their guys that are coming back so but he's a big part of it absolutely yes um they're, they're both good quarterbacks, but, you know, Newman's coming in. He's the guy that we're preparing to face at the beginning. And, you know, if Hartman comes in, Hartman comes in. Gary Anderson joining us, Utah State football coach. Uh, you are opening with a trip to Wake Forest, and later on you've got to go to uh, LSU. Now, you got eight conference games locked in and BYU pretty much locked in, so that's nine. What's the scheduling thought going forward? Now you've been in the Mountain West six games. We know these games get booked a long way out. What do you want the non-conference schedule to look like, and do you want it to look anything like this? 
Well, uh, you know, ideally traveling across the country twice, um, not overly in favor of that. I just think it'd be great for our fans and great for our team and everybody else to be able to, you know, stay on the West Coast and potentially play a somebody in the Pac-12. Uh, be great for us. We're going to do that in the next couple three years. You know, we've got Washington, we've got Washington State coming our way, and um, those are those are good games for us. Um, we got Washington, Washington State the same year, <clears throat> one year. So I don't know if that's what you drop on the board, but uh, with those games that you get locked in there, you know, I'd love to be able to always play a Weber State, uh, an Idaho State. You know, keep that SUU, Dixie State. I think that's great for those teams and great for our teams to stay in and let kids that have played against each other in high school play against each other and um, you know help help the other programs around if they get a little money out of it. That's great for them, uh, but it's hard to schedule also. It's uh, not a lot of people are excited about. You know, saying, hey, we'll go a, a one-for-one with the Pac-12 team and come here and play. People aren't going to do that. That just doesn't fit into their scheduling mindset um, very often. If they get in a bind, we may get that. So you have to be creative, but ultimately we'd like to, you know, stay in our region and play those games so it's easier for our fans to get there and best for our, you know, student-athletes. Thank goodness this game is on a Friday, and we're going to get back here at 5 o'clock in the morning. That's a tough deal, but at least it's Saturday. It's not Sunday when you're walking into the next game. So look at your defense, Gary. Uh, what are you going to do with Naliai? He's listed as a defensive end. It seems like he can be one of those guys that you've had at Utah or we've seen at Utah anyway, whether you had him or when they were there when you were gone. Guys who can play up, play down, but really be an impact player. Yeah, that's what he needs to be, and that's true. He can play up, he can play down. We need to be strategic how we use him, um, work to get him involved in you know, different types of pressure situations and, you know, with the uh, implementing in positions where it feels like pressure potentially to a quarterback and give him an opportunity to create some one-on-one matchups for him. Um, you know, you don't surely don't want to leave Tipa just there all the time, rushing off the edge exactly the same all the time uh, where they can chip him with a back. And so we'll, We'll be creative with him. Uh, we'll try to get him in positions to make big plays for us. And, and he'll be involved in, in some pass drops at times so people can't just get a beat and find him all the time and know where he's coming from. But he's a very, very good player, talented young man. Um, I'm excited to watch him go and you know, see what he can bring to the table um, throughout this season. It's very important for him to play at a high level, and uh, he's, I know he's looking forward to it, and we are too. Gary, when you're bringing in 50 new guys, the fan base, okay, obviously they know the quarterback and they know a couple other guys, but some of these guys, they don't know now, and they're going to love these guys pretty quickly. Who is most likely to fit into that category? Well, the new guys, obviously, at the running back position, Jalen and Riley will be a big part of that. The transfers uh, are going to hop in there and, and get going. Caleb's going to do a nice job for us. Yossi's going to do a nice job for us. Uh, you know, Tristan, the young man that just came in from Arizona State, 10 days ago, uh, there's no free agency in college football, but there kind of is free agency now in college football, I guess you would say. So, uh, you know, those transfer kids are expected to come in here and play at a high level um, and uh, and help us. So that, that's why we took them. And I think you'll see all of them contribute in a positive way. Uh, you know, the young freshmen, we're going to – a couple of those kids will you know, feel the process out. Um, and see where they go, but uh, we're not going to necessarily don't need to throw a lot of them into the fire. Uh, this game, in this situation, we don't project a lot of those guys getting reps, but we will be able to travel a lot of them, which will be nice. A lot of those young men can get on the plane and have the travel experience, and uh, we can travel a few more because it's a non-conference game. We saw once University of Utah's special teams with the kicker and punter were going to be good. All of a sudden, their head coach decides he's going to coach that unit. You've got a uh, punter and kicker returning and Scarver, who led the nation in returning yardage. So are you smart enough to claim that you're coaching that unit too, like Kyle did? 
Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're funny. you got to find a way to stir the pot somewhere, don't you? No, I'm not. Because Coach Collins is baby, and he's done a tremendous job of getting those young men in the program and recruiting them and uh, has a huge emphasis on, on the special teams areas as a whole. And this specialist crew is, is is very very good. They've all done a nice job of understanding their role, taking care of their bodies, and getting themselves in position. I think to uh, have to trend this year, and uh, you know, I, I expect when we ask those special teams to not just play well, but to play great, and when they have an opportunity, they need to win games for us. And I think they're excited about that opportunity. So you have coached with a uh, a lot of coaches, the staffs now at Wisconsin, Oregon State, Utah. What have you seen, borrowed, grabbed, and brought back to uh, Logan? Oh, many, many, many things. Um, you know, but I think as you, as you go through time as a head coach, uh, the one thing I've learned as I've gone through and, and hired staffs and uh, been around coaches and interviews is, you know, what they can do on the board and what they know X's and O's um, is not the most important thing. And through all those experiences, I believe when we've been on our best, we have a group of coaches that really first and foremost care about the kids. There's a lot of good coaches out there as far as X's and O's and techniques and fundamentals, uh, but to find the mix of the coach that uh, really cares about the kid first, um, spends the time to stay on the cutting edge of his position or as a coordinator, wherever he may be, is, is so important. And then I think adjusting with the times of college football. Um, but just, for instance, you know, practices. Practices change every single year, not just by rules and things like that, but by uh, the structure of your team, who they are, how deep you are, how young you are, how old you are. Um, you need to always continually move through the process of putting those kids in a position to um, get all the knowledge they can on the practice field and in the meeting room, but also make sure that they're fresh and ready to go play um, on game day and and manage their lives so they understand they can come into the office and sit down and talk about real-life things, and it's not just about football because it has to be fun. Um, and I guess I'll end that question by saying the game of football has to be fun for these young men because it's a short time in their life they're doing this, and there's going to be adversity. There's a lot of things tugging and pulling out them, but at the end of the day I hope they can you know, have a smile on their face when they come in to, to play the game that they've decided to play in college. Been head coach now at a number of institutions. Is Jordan Love the best quarterback you've ever had? Best quarterback I've ever had. Um, <laughs> I ain't answering that. <laughs> he's he's pretty damn good. <laughs> so we'll we'll see as we go through. Uh, you know, he's got uh, all the tools to be a tremendous, tremendous player, and he was last year. Uh, but the best thing about Jordan is he just wants to continually learn. He's had multiple coordinators and. He's taken information from every one of those coordinators. Um, he's done a great job with that, and he just he continually works with Coach Sanford now, understanding where he's going. He does not think he's arrived in any way, shape, or form. And you know, he's he's a grinder. He's a great teammate. He's a leader, and he expects to go out there and play at a high level. So I believe he's a, a great quarterback, and we need to do all we can. Everybody in this whole program need to do all we can to to help him be great. Least favorite PK question, that one, the one before about Kyle coaching special teams, or last year at the U when he put you on the spot about staying there or maybe leaving again. Because I thought you were looking at him then like, you know, I could take you out. I choose not to, but I could take you out. (laughs) Oh, hey. You know, I I was more disappointed that I didn't get to see him yesterday than I was disappointed that he hit me with any of those questions. How about that? I really oh. missed him yesterday in the uh, in the studio there. There it is. All right. Were you well, golfing? What were you doing? 
I was actually out of town. We had taped okay. earlier, so I was not there. Okay, that's 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 a get out of jail free card. You had to go take care of your family. I understand that. There you okay. go. <laughs> Gary, we appreciate a few minutes, and we look forward to talking to you throughout the season. Uh, just because we like uh, PK trying to corner you and then you wriggling <laughs> off the hook. That's the best part of the segment. All right, guys. I appreciate it.